0: Hello, and welcome to The Lure of Self-Destruction, a podcast all about self harm Due to the nature of the topics discussed in this podcast, please imagine a fairly large content warning light flashing around now. I will of course do my best to avoid any graphic or specific descriptions, and to completely avoid any sort of tip-sharing, but due to the nature of this subject, several uncomfortable and potentially triggering topics will be covered. Please continue with caution and ensure you are in a safe headspace before listening. For those of you who are concerned about the sciencey aspect of this podcast, don't panic yet. This episode is not heavy on science, it's more of an introduction about definitions and stuff like that. It's also quite, quite short in comparison to future episodes, because, you know, episode one! Anyway, I'm saving the heavy science stuff for later on, so I look forward to that. So, what exactly is self-harm? I'm sure I will have at least one person out there listening who is now yelling something like, Well, it's when someone harms themselves. Duh. Yep. Cool. Mystery solved. No, no, no. stop the music. Sorry, sorry, my sense of humour sucks. I know. Hopefully not too many people turned off. Right, okay, where was I? Oh yeah, what is self-harm? So some people will probably be yelling, it's when someone harms themselves. And yeah, okay, technically you are correct. At its most basic level, that is what self-harm is. But I bet there were also several people saying things like, "a fad stupid girls do, and other such comments that always seem to pop up as soon as anything mental health related is brought into discussion. And I'm sorry, but the point's goes to those first people. Because self-harm is a lot of things, but some things that it is not, are a fad, nor just something teenage girls do. It's also not necessarily about tension. Before someone shouts that one out. I will cover the entire concept of attention on a future episode, but for now, let's just say that using attention-seeking as an insult is not something that I agree with. I'm sure that almost everyone has heard of self-harm, and I'm sure that you've also heard of self-injury, and will probably have heard the two phrases being used interchangeably. Now, definitions do seem to alter depending upon who you're speaking to, but technically speaking, the phrases do not mean the same thing, although they are related. Self-injury, or non-suicidal self-injury, NSSI, to give it its official DSM name, because in 2013 they decided that self-injury was worth adding in its own right, relates specifically to self-inflicted tissue damage. So, such things as those behaviours most thought of when the topic's brought up. Cutting, burning, etc. Self-harm, on the other hand, is a lot more broad. This relates to anything self inflicted that harms a person. So, this thing can include things like eating disorders, substance abuse, self sabotage, self poisoning, etc., etc., etc. Seriously, it is a long list. And I consider in personal experience that we can be damn creative. So, there'll be methods in there that most people listening will never have even thought of. But that would be potentially tip sharing. So, we should move on. Interestingly, part of the reason that self injury gained its own criteria in the DSM in 2013 was to distinguish it from both self harm and suicidal behaviours. The thinking was that this both made for clearer record keeping for the use use in statistics, but also that it might encourage funding towards research of self injury. Though to be honest, I'm not entirely sure the second aim panned out, as self injury is still woefully under researched. But on the other hand, There is a lot more research now than there used to be, so maybe it worked? Oh, oh, there's also self-mutilation, but I think that probably deserves its own episode. In essence, this is the deliberate destruction or alteration of parts of a person's own body. It's similar to self-injury in some cases, and I think technically speaking, it would come under the DSM classification of non-suicidal self-injury, but... In other ways, it's very different. Different enough that I think it deserves its own full episode at some point. Self-mutilation, though, is often linked to serious mental illnesses, such as bipolar and schizophrenia, etc. So as a person who experiences psychosis, I do feel this is very much an important topic to cover at some point. So yes, all this does mean that the range and scope of this podcast is huge. There are so many behaviours that fall under the umbrella of self-harm, and even more reasons or motivations for all these behaviours. As such, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure where to even start, but at the same time this topic being huge, I think it's also often ignored and misunderstood. There's so many misconceptions and myths, so it needs to be spoken about. I didn't really want to leave anything out, so yeah, huge scope it is. My own experience, because I should probably put that in there at some point, is very long and varied. I started to self injure as quite a small child and continued to do it until just over a year ago. For context on that, I'm now 35. Yeah, I know. Definitely not a teenage thing. How I managed to stop, not really sure. But I certainly do still feel a lot of urges, so it's not something I'm entirely free from yet. Within those 25 ish years, I've also survived multiple suicide attempts, used a lot of different substances and have experience of eating disorders, specifically bulimia and purging disorder. Although, anorexia is also on my medical record. That's more due to the fact that at one point I did temporarily end up with quite a low BMI. There wasn't any real change in my behaviours, and in my mind, there wasn't any real change in my condition. It's just, that's how medicine works, unfortunately. Little boxes, and you get to a low enough weight, they just go, eh, anorexic. But yeah, anyway, um, that's that could be an entire rant episode, believe me. <laughs> but yeah, so what I can say for certain about my own experience of self-harm is that my reasons have been complex and varied. My behaviours have been complex and varied. But it definitely wasn't a phase. It wasn't stupidity. And it definitely, definitely was never about manipulating others or attention-seeking. I mean, seriously, the effort I put into hiding it all was immense. So, yeah, that is what self-harm is, In it's very quick run-through of what self-harm is, anyway. And a very quick run-through of my own experiences. This is not... I don't know how three pages of script is only going to end up being about ten minutes. I need to work on that. (laughs) But anyway, today, or at least the day this episode is going live, because, you know, you might be listening in the future, is self-injury awareness day. Which, interestingly, also coincides with Eating Disorder Awareness Week. Now, I do have very mixed feelings about the entire concept of Awareness Days, Awareness Weeks, Awareness Events, as they often do feel very shallow and tokenistic. After all, these for those of us who live with these things, they're not a one-day experience. They're not a one-week experience. They're not something that we can boil down to a soundbite or a single Twitter tweet. There's far more nuance and subtlety than that. So. Yeah, I also feel like it has a danger of people concentrating too much on this day and this week and then forgetting about it next week. So, I don't know, I have mixed mixed feelings, let's just say. But I suppose in a way this podcast will also only be scratching the surface. There's only so much we can convey. Unless, you know, you've got an entire week-long conference and even then, maybe. What I'm saying is the topic's complicated. I'm saying it in a very rambly way. Apologies, I've gone off script. (laughs) However, if done correctly, these days can become part or start of a larger conversation. They can force people to think about, even if only temporarily, aspects of humanity that may rather ignore. They can help people feel less alone by sharing other people's experiences and, if done well, add a human face to the concept. The reason I'm mentioning this is that today and for the next few weeks there'll be a lot of easily accessible information about self-injury, eating disorder, self-harm, etc. Not all of it will be reliable, but much of it will, especially if you're careful where you look. So, if you're interested in the topic, and as you are still listening to me drone on about the subject, I'm going to assume you are. Now is a great time to find out more. Some good places to look are the charities Beat, Beat. Why do I always say that wrong? Harmless and Life Signs. Uh, Life Science website has only just gone live again, so I think it might be a few bugs, but I do love their, their resource. And, um, yeah, there's some exciting things planned by them, apparently. And also, I might be biased, but there's a local project I volunteer for called York Ending Stigma, which has a lot of great information about mental health in general from a lived experience perspective, including their own podcast. And there's an offshoot suicide prevention project that I was involved in called Why? And I know, I know, I know self-harm and suicide are separate topics, but we also know from studies that they are intrinsically linked, and at some point I'll do an episode on that as well. And as a conversation starter guide on the Why website, that I think will be just as useful for conversations about self-harm as it is for conversations about suicide. So, I know this episode's been quite short, but I hope you found it interesting. I hope that you've learnt a few definitions and something or other next two episodes will definitely be longer they'll definitely be a little bit more sciencey as well because in the next episode i'm going to start on i'm expecting this to be a very long one i'm going to start on the long and complex question of why people self-harm i hope to see you that Thank you for listening to this episode of The Lure of Self-Destruction. If you've got any questions or you want any particular topics covering, do not hesitate to get in touch. Easiest way would probably be through Instagram or Twitter, or via our website, which all the links will be in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening.